Hello, and welcome to the Cricket Associates, the podcast where we focus solely on associate cricket. And there's one thing that I want to talk about first, and that is T20 World Cup, because I think that it's a great opportunity for Scotland, Namibia, the UAE and the Netherlands to really show a bit of skill. I think that it's ultimately going to be a very tough challenge for them all, but I think that there were big upsets last year. Scotland ruining Bangladesh's press conference by singing Flower of Scotland. I mean, I'm sorry, Mamadala, but for a team of Scotland's size and average levels of professionalism, that is an enormous victory. And sincerely, I really hope that similar upset can happen again. I think that two of Namibia, the Netherlands and the UAE could quite easily end up getting out of their group this year. They're all in a group together along with Sri Lanka, who have not excelled recently in cricketing terms but and plus the uh, tragic events that are happening back at home I, th- I think that Namibia has got a strong potential to get into the Super Tours could well cause yet another upset much like they did last year I think that Scotland have got a much tougher group you've got three full member countries and I hope that even if they don't end up actually get, getting out of their group like they did last year, I'd love to see them really take the fight, particularly to the likes of the West Indies. I think that they've got a, a, a moderate chance against Ireland. I think that Ireland were very poor last year, but, but I think that they'll have learned from that. And you know, I hope that a lot of additional financing that came in from last year really helped boost Scottish cricket for having got to the Super 12s and yeah, the sort of guaranteed income here. I, th- I think that, that could really power them to a bit of victory because I think that team, teams might underestimate them. They might think, oh, you know, that, that win against Bangladesh, it was a one-off, but you know, they, they were going into a, a very tough group. But they can't do that again, can they? I think that a lot of people would have assumed, oh, they'll just run her up behind Bangladesh. I would assume that the way the draw worked was to slightly encourage Scotland to play England because I imagine that you know the ICC was interested in that for revenue purposes. You know, I, I think is perhaps a, a touch patronising to Scotland, but I think that you know equally it could help generate a real degree of interest for us, a Scotland England at a World Cup match. I'm personally English myself, but I, I know that that famous win at the 2011 World Cup is often heralded as a great triumph in Irish cricket and. I think that that probably did help to spur them on to gain full member status. Not that the ICC would ever consider actually treating Ireland like a full member and you know, scheduling a decent number of test matches uh, would imply. You know, they're basically just used to trot out to warm up the English before the Ashes, which I think is a real shame. I think that it demeans the Ireland cricket team and makes them seem as... Oh yeah, there's not not really not really a full member, and I think it's a damn shame. Anyway, that's uh, one X that I uh, try not to grind. But I think that you know, if Scotland can Scotland progress out of the group, they have already performed well above expectations. I think that it's a it's a strong group, but West Indies are not the force that they'd like to think that they are. They've got certainly a respectable chance. They they could even absolutely sweep the group and win it, which would be real excitement even if it would sadly mean that they'd miss out on the opportunity to with any luck for them beat England at a World Cup but I think that one issue that always comes up whenever it comes to associate cricket is always the notion of the swapping teams because I've seen it with Tim David now representing Australia at the T20 World Cup you know home soil he's born in Australia but he's been representing Singapore for a while and it's a real shame that 
Singapore are going to be losing him because even if he doesn't become a mainstay of the Australian cricket team, they've now got to wait at least three years before he can play. And I'm sure that the Singaporean cricket board were absolutely looking. To, I'm sure that the Singaporean cricket board were absolutely capitalising on uh, his success to hopefully power them to maybe the USA West Indies 2024 T20 World Cup with its uh, slightly expanded group stage. But I think that you know, the ICC often slightly demeans the uh, quality of associate cricket. I think that the uh, quality in the group stages of the T20 World Cup could be absolutely sensational because at the end of the day, you know, we, we see England play the likes of India and Pakistan on a semi-regular basis anyway. Seeing Sri Lanka take on Namibia, well, that's a pretty rare instance. I think that absolutely love to see far more of that. One thing that has concerned me is the quality of the preparation that the associate nations have been able to get. And yeah, they'll be playing a few warm-up matches in Australia once they arrive, but up until now this year across all four countries, they've not actually won a tremendous number of games. The yeah, the UAE have played some Asia Cup qualifiers, which will have helped, but ultimately they didn't manage to get anything more than a single win over Singapore. I think that that'll have slightly not their confidence, and yeah, they they weren't able to get a win over Bangladesh in their two match series at home either. Similarly, New Zealand have been and played Scotland and the Netherlands at home, but unfortunately, they've not quite managed to get over the line, which again feels like an opportunity missed. I think that it perhaps have been a lot more useful for Scotland and the Netherlands to play each other to make sure that they both got some competitive cricket at a level where they've got a strong chance of winning so I think that whilst the opportunity of beating uh, a team like New Zealand you know, finalists at last year's T20 World Cup it's a real concern the fact that they've just won so few games I mean across the four teams they've played 30 games this year however they've actually only won 16 and ultimately many of those were at the actual qualifiers for this T20 World Cup itself so you know, if you exclude those, you've got Namibia beating Uganda a couple of times in Windhoek. Apologies to the Namibians if I've mispronounced that. And a solitary win for the UAE versus Singapore. It really is quite concerning that you know, outside of the, the qualifiers, they've not actually been able to get over the line. I'm hoping that that's simply that the teams are able to turn it on when it matters, but I'm simply not convinced that that is necessarily the case. I, I hope it isn't because I'd love to see all these associate nations take it to the full member nations and see how they can cope against a team that they've not done tremendous amounts of research on. We here at the Cricket Associates podcast, we're not a gender discriminating podcast. We'll gladly talk about the men and the women and it's as of the time of recording the Asia Cup currently happening for the women and I've got to say It's not exactly been the greatest start for the associate nations. Thailand and Malaysia both being thumped by nine wickets, both times with 50 balls or more remaining. However, there are a lot of positives that we can take from this. We had the UAE, whilst they did lose to Sri Lanka, it was only by 11 runs in a rain-reduced match. Target 66 off 11 overs, it's not the greatest result that they'd have wanted they'd have obviously loved to have won or taken it a bit tighter especially given how little Sri Lanka women have actually played ever since the T20 World Cup back in 2020 but it 
does show signs of progress with an 11 over maximum for their batters. It wasn't incredible. The top scorer was 19. Theater Satish, apologies if I've uh, mispronounced that, scored a runner ball 19, which I suppose at 66 runs from 11 overs, a runner ball is all that you need. But when no one else is making it to double figures, it does become quite a significant concern. Good to see that even late on there was still an attempt to try and up that run rate as necessary, but it was unfortunately too little too late. Mahika Gore getting run out in the final over to take the team to 45 for 7, which when there's 21 needed off the last over, you might as well run your suicidal singles. It can't hurt you that much. However, I'm currently recording this on the 4th of October, but we have got some slightly more winnable games for some of the associate nations. The UAE play Malaysia tomorrow. Thailand are taking on Pakistan, who historically haven't been too strong. And Thailand are very tragically missing out on that T20 World Cup spot, despite showing a fairly strong performance for a team outside of the 12 full member nations in 2020. Sadly, due to the way that the ICC has structured it, they don't have any confirmed fixtures until the next World Cup qualifier, whether that's ODI, T20. It's a crying shame. But I think that some more associate versus associate games will hopefully provide a boost it might not be enough to get them into the knockouts but there's every possibility that if Bangladesh or Pakistan slip up that one of these teams could sneak in there I'd I'd personally love to see Thailand make it I think that they've performed so well I think that they would certainly deserve a bigger stage for their performance so I guess we'll have to wait and see and I'll see you next week when we'll be looking at the semi-finals so uh, that's the just initial uh, idea of the Cricket Associates podcast if you've listened to this or enjoyed it please do rate, review etc and if you've got any questions or suggestions of tournaments that you want covering uh, do just give me a shout at cricketassociatespodcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll speak to you again soon goodbye